thing okay let's go to my messages oh did they did they really delete all my messages see y'all oh this is really funny I've only got one message in here that's fucking crazy what? they deleted they deleted I'm like they didn't delete all my messages you gotta be fucking kidding old conversations 14 yeah that's what I want to find give me my old conversations Three years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know how long I haven't been on here, dude. <laughs> see, this is funny though. You like, do you, like, yeah. you even see at the bottom of that, right? I got the number, right? Yeah. How long is the interaction? Let's see. From nine thirty one p.m. Okay. Okay, right. So let's see. Uh, she's like, I usually or at least I end up with friends. Stupid message. I want to find specifically the sex part. I want to like save you guys the, the. I'm uh, um, let's see. See, yeah, this makes sense. I'm I'm building commonalities. I know exactly what I'm doing here. I know I'm I'm leading it for this. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I remember specifically why I was doing that too. Let's see. Oh, that's that's interesting. Ah, oh, that's that's funny. I know why I know why I did this one, but that doesn't help you guys actually at all. Let's find this one. Let's, let's see. Yeah, you're with a pimp suit too. <laughs> oh, that's back in the day, man. Hold on. I'm I'm actually gonna have to load this guy, load this back up for you guys. Um, but the cool thing is, is that I'm actually going to specific of my interaction. Oh, I'm gonna load this back up really quick. Give me a second. Oh, damn. I keep fucking doing this shit. Jesus Christ. What's up, man? Dude, part of me is... I have a feeling. I know I'm, ge I'm getting... Some of this shit I'm getting away with bad game just off of fucking principle. This is hilarious. You're just looking at it back now and it's like, god damn. No, it's funny when you look at your old shit. Like, that's why I love looking at my old photo ports. Because you... You see... Come on, give me something. Give me something here. Let me find one of my interactions. I'll talk about sex. Okay, so here's one. You know, I'll make this actually pretty fucking easy. So here's one of the ways I talk about sex off the off the cuff on the beginning. I'll usually tell the girl, I'm like, hey, I'm just really curious. Are you one of those types of people that you have a problem talking about adult topics? Like, you're one of the people that gets like super fucking weird. You know, you meet someone and the first thing you're thinking is like, oh my God, you study game for eight years and the guy tells you how to flex status for 15 minutes. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um... What's the word for it? So, talk to the girl. I'm like, hey, are you one of those people that's like super prudish that you just can't be an adult about adult conversations? And the girl's gonna be like, no, I can handle, I can handle, like, okay, so you're telling me you can handle risque situations without being super weird about it. You can be an adult about having like an adult conversation. She's like, yeah, of course I can. 
And then what I'll do is I'll be like, hey, I'm just curious. What are your thoughts? What are the, what are your thoughts about having really bad sex? Like, you know, I'm just curious. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier this week, and one of the things we were talking about was like, you know, there's no reason to have bad sex at all. Like, you know, you guys can talk and you guys can communicate. Why would you put up with bad sex just for the sake of putting up with bad sex? I'm curious. What are your thoughts on that? By me talking about sex in the third person and by asking for her opinion on it, I now have, have free license to talk about sex. And by using it frankly as an opinion opener, I'm not asking about sex with her. I'm not talking about her sex life. I'm just talking about sex as an adult conversation. By doing that, effectively, I'm able to talk about sex with this girl. By me talking about sex with this girl, shit, the fucking, the shooter girl, the P girl from PhD, she's yeah. married. We talked about sex for quite a long time. And she was super into it. She was really into it. That's when it's like. And she's engaged. It's, it's, it's scary, man. It's scary. When you get that level, it's like, wow. That's the part that I find so funny. Guys are like, how do I talk about sex with a girl? The, the, re the problem that you have is that you guys can't talk about sex with a girl because you guys want to talk about sex because you want to fuck her. If you talk I'm about talking about sex just to have a sexual conversation because if I can talk about sex with her, by classical conditioning, she's getting turned on by sitting next to me. If she's looking at me and sitting next to me while she is talking about sex, guess what's going to happen? She's going to want to have sex with me. Remember the girl yeah. from the other night I was we were specifically talking about? Getting high and having really good sex because when you have sex and you're high, it feels oh, really hell amazing. Yeah. That girl, she, had, was she was talking about it. She was so into it. Like, it was ridiculous. And it was like, she wanted to fuck either of us. And all I said yeah. was, I'm like, I was like, yo, it's just me. I was like, why is it guys are so fucking weird when it comes to like sexual hangups? They don't make a girl feel comfortable when it comes to sex. And I was like, yo, like, you know, you're a human being. I'm a human being. You fart, you shit, you, you know, you, 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 you queep and shit. You know, why can't you just have sex and not feel insecure about it? Why does a guy always have to make you feel so awkward or so weird? Like when you get naked, the reason that you feel so odd is because he's like perving at you or he makes you feel like you're perfect and he puts you on a pedestal. Why can't guys just be normal and just make you feel like you're one of the boys where you can just talk about sex openly? I'm like, I have to ask you as a girl, don't you want to feel comfortable enough with a dude where you can just be open and honest and talk about sex like you would with one of your girlfriends? Do you want to not talk about that? And she's like, no, actually, it's like, it, 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 it's just something. Most girls talk yeah. about sex quite often. They talk it's, about sex so much, yeah. more than men. Like the, the bottle girl that I know, she loves me because I always talk about sex with her. Like, oh, that guy didn't make you come. Oh, that's uh, fucking yeah, selfish. Like, it's, it's so fucking hilarious, man. It's like, I'm dying of laughter. I'm like, he doesn't know how to hit your spot. It's like, like, yo, it's literally just four inches in. Like, literally, like your G spot is it's like right there. Like, if he just puts his finger and feels around, it's gonna be right there. You can't miss the fucking spot. Yeah. And it's like, I knew her for years, and like, good luck. If I'm with her in the venue, no guys can't compete. Dude, there was a bottle service girl I hooked up with. I hooked up with, they used to work at, not at Warwick. I hooked up with her at Warwick. And what was interesting was that she knew me for a while. We used to always talk about sex. Like any girl, if any guy that's seen me on any girl, probably the one thing we were talking about is relationships and sex. And we were talking about it a lot. I talk about, I talk about how girls don't shave their vaginas. I talk about, you know, serious yeast infections and how they get over them. You can even talk, talk about, about embarrassing your, moments for sex for them, what that talk feels about, like. You can talk about like you when you broke up with a relationship and like how you, you guys had sex. It's yeah, like, and then you can start, you start off like that. You start craving it like yeah. because you're like, fuck. It's like really steady sex. And yeah. the thing is you know the person. And if you're like cool enough to where like you're cool with that ex, you got you always end up wanting to go back there because it's so familiar and like you have the thing is the biggest the best about it is like you've hooked up, it's amazing. You're comfortable. You're gonna hook up again just because of the fact that it's like it's so familiar. Like yeah. I, like if I saw my ex, dead ass, and like 
because me and my ex are still really tight. Like me and my ex, like we still can hang out and grab coffee and shit. And the thing I would do, I would literally hang out with her, have fun with her. We go have a blast. We start talking about sex. We start talking about like, like, oh, who she hooked up with and how was the sex? He was like, the sex really good. Like, was it like rough or was it like terrible? And then I just talk about like one of the girls. My exes all tell me, I feel so comfortable talking to you. I can talk to you about anything. And what's funny is that yeah. when they tell me that, I still am having sex with them. That was my biggest problem back because I was like, I was following Julian's things like, oh, it's your ex. She's dead to you. Like, and I'm like, now I don't I look do back, that. Now when I look back, I'm like, why the fuck did I, I listen to that. this guy? I could have used God that shit. Damn, God damn it. <sighs> but that's how you talk about sex, man. That is how you talk about sex without coming off as... as, as Let's see this. Hold on. You study game for, for eight, eight years, years and, and then this guy tells you how to flex fix. status for 15 minutes. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> Let's see. Rumor has it. it. Ooh. Hansel. Oh. Oh, so, that's cold. That's oh, cold as God fuck. God damn, bro. Damn, man. This nigga had to troll that nigga hard. That's so cold. I know what you're saying, homie. I'm not going to mention any names because, like, hey, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. Just, that's a little dramatic, but I understand your point. God damn, bro. You're fucking, you're a fucking savage for that one. That's so cold. But they said to always, always show, show intent. intent. Motherfuckers. Uh, I hate. So look, okay. So there was there was like plenty of other questions that were specific were down there. Things that we were talking about. Like drop me some questions in there. Or do you want me to just like finish up talking about comfort? Like what do you guys want from me? Like I want to know. Let's, let's, let's keep this as a dialogue right now. Because I've got some interactions open and shit. I promise you guys this, dude. The shit that like if you were to like, if I were to screenshot the shit I'm doing, dude, my game looks so fucking boring. I'm looking at it right now and I'm like... It's literally, I, I'll, I'll it's literally boring as fuck, dude. I literally yawn just looking at this, and that's when you know it's good. The part that makes it so fucking interesting is like, the only time you ever see me fuck up is like when I go way too fast and I'm not building enough rapport. But if I'm building rapport, bro, it's a wrap. Like I'm gonna have sex. Like I could restart this profile and literally just start again from the ground up, and all I've got to do from doing that. Is I'll be able to find another girl because I just know. Here's the thing: I run the same game in person that I do online. I don't change my game. If the girl matches with me, I know that comfort. I still got to build comfort. She's attracted to me. Attraction's done. That's fine. Build rapport. I need to build comfort. If it starts to get slightly boring, that means I need to find. I need to find an immediate commonality with the girl. Or the thing where I fucked up is I need to break rapport. If he's getting bored, I need to break rapport. If I need to build rapport, that that's gonna be the thing that's gonna allow me to get to get the compliance that I'm looking for. That that's it. That's all I think about. I go from there right into uh, right into qualification because qualification is where the connection is really built, and I just focus on that. That is it. <laughs> Shit, zero matches on fucking Tinder. That, you know what's funny with Tinder? So Tinder has, Tinder's algorithm is like whenever you make a new profile. They push you to the top of the list because you, you you just reactivated your profile. So they want you to get seen. So you'll get a lot more matches when you first start. Not that I care. Not that I care, but it's weird. And here's the thing. I, it really comes down to how long, you've had the, how long you've had the platform. So I usually tell guys, deactivate your account, start a new account, and start again from scratch. And that's you'll the, get more fresh matches from, from there. That's the best way to do it. And also... Um, only swipe the hottest ones, but to be honest, on Tinder, like the, usually the hottest ones are the trannies, kind of. They, they yeah, trick you. there's a lot of trannies on there. Yeah, yeah, and they, and they trick you a lot. So honestly, I always pay attention to. Yeah, I pay yeah. attention to like, it, like not if they're a little too hot, 
Like, if I match with a girl and I see, like, T, I'm like, keep, no, like, fuck that. Just match. Honestly, out of all of them, like, Tinder sucks in New York City. You're better off using Hinge. Hinge is really dope because that's yeah. fire girls. And if you're looking for, like, the career-driven woman, if that's your thing, Bumble. Yeah. That works out. Most of the girls that really are online, the most of the girls that are on online that you're going to meet are two types of girls. You're either going to meet psychotics or neurotics. That are Like, psychotics and neurotics are usually going to be the ones that are on online dating. That's it. The, the hardcore psychotics are looking for fun. So you've got to, you've actually got to be really, really funny. You got to be very challenging to be able to get those girls. This is why some of the shit the guys do that really works really well. It's because they're screening for psychotics. That's it. They're they're running psychotic game. Mm. It works. They're building enough rapport where the girl gets the number. But the problem is they always end up develop, develop, dealing with LMR on the back end because they didn't build enough rapport. Yeah, my biggest problem is like when I developed that type of style of game, I couldn't keep up with that girl because she was like, as soon as I showed my true self. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, really, that's really, really good point. I'm a neurotic. Like in dealing with a psychotic, it's just mentally draining because she wants to drink, she wants to party. It's like fuck, man. Mentally, I'm just fucking done. Can't keep up with that shit. Yeah, the hottest ones. The issue is they're still fours. Yep. Yeah. You know, there are there are hot girls that are. Yeah, there's some, but you know, for, what do you say? it's a it's a good it's a good start, I guess. If you know, a wolf got to feed, you know. Ask Jay how much a woman... Uh, how, how much, much I get? Career? <laughs> Nigga, I know you don't give a fuck about her career. Trust me, I know you give a fuck less. Adam Lyons... Oh. Yeah, teach that pen method. Yeah, I know we're talking about oh. Jackson's PEN model. Very Psychotics, good. Yeah, Jackson's PEN model. Psychotics, neurotics, and extroverts. This guy, this guy gets it right here. He knows. He's, he's he going to get far. He's going to get far. And we got in a special treat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, so, yeah, for, yeah. So just FYI, for the guys that are attending yeah. the NYC Layer Talk, we've got some speakers that are lined up. So, and we've, we've actually got some of the best fucking speakers that, that we're, they're going to come and teach you guys. So, look, you know, looking, starting around December, we're going to have some, like, some really top teachers come in and teach the layer. And then you just got to be able to like, sit back, take notes. Um, this week in particular, uh, I'm going to be directly speaking to you guys. You guys know directly what I'm covering. You know, you know, you guys saw the event, right? You guys saw the Facebook page. If you guys haven't had a chance to go ahead and get registered for it, it's free. Go ahead, get yourself fucking registered. Um, I do have some, I do have some special prizes for like a few guys, depending on what the criteria is going to be. I'm going to decide what that is, but specifically what it's going to be, it's going to be some valuable shit specifically for you guys to get, to get you guys pretty good, pretty fast. It's more tense than the entirety. Is game the game is game always changing? It seems like it changes a lot. Game doesn't change. The principles are 100% the same. What changes is the times. So staying current with trends and events is what's hard. It's not game gets hard. Game does not change. Bro, comfort, attraction, qualification, and sexual escalation are the same across the board. It is the same. You know, personality types are the same. Frame control is the same. No matter where you go, right? Right now, you guys are live streaming, right? This used to be a TV network. This is this was TV. Yeah. Now it's just on my phone. Yeah. Okay. You get to watch what you want. You get to choose the channel you want to watch, yeah. right? Radio has now become podcast. You know, your your book has become Kindle or it's become a a medium, right? Your your newspaper's become like a, a the GQ online. And what's great is the formula he's talking about is backed up by science. It's well, a, it's well, exact course your process. Well the, well, the other shit they're talking about woo woo, and that always pissed me off. Always because yeah. it's not backed by anything. 
not backed by any fucking data. Feeling the masculine, feminine energy, that bullshit. God damn it. Like, such marketing ploys. It's fucking sad because most of the guys who are really good at game stopped teaching because Pickup got fucking taken over by a bunch of internet marketers where they're like, we, you can fuck six strippers in 30 seconds using this line that you've never heard before. It's not your fault. You don't know. Even when you go to porn sites, you go to porn sites, and like this is the thing that you'll literally see, is you'll see that exact same type of like marketing horseshit, and they target guys. Like the girlfriend activation system, and like it, all it basically is is just another repackaged fucking Mihao routine. Yep. That shit is really fucking annoying. Yep. Right? Just to be with the bomb bitches. Our potty bus has more tens than the entirety of tender. I'm not surprised by that because you specifically have said Justice, the thing you're doing differently is you're effectively using Entourage game. You like you've done you have you you basically just said fuck it He's all. Vinny Chase. He's yeah, you're, Chase. you're doing the yeah. smart thing. What you're doing is you're developing an attractive lifestyle. Like, there's no better game than developing an attractive fucking lifestyle. That's just the reality. Like, having an attractive lifestyle is going to be the thing that always is going to... Ch- like, you want to have really good game, develop an attractive lifestyle. I don't... Yeah. Enough guys don't get that. One of the things that made me my most attractive... Like, I'm at my most attractive when I'm giving a keynote speech. I am most attractive when I'm doing a layer talk. I am my most fucking attractive when I'm leading 15 girls into a nightclub. I am my most attractive at a modeling agency event, specifically shooting digitals for those girls. Like, does that make sense? I don't didn't know the other person knew Mihao. Oh yeah, I know Mihao. Yeah, I've, actually I know Mihao. Mihao, um, he used to have that house on Kings Road. We went there for his birthday. I watched him get blown out by my mentor. <laughs> That's always cute. It was interesting. He got blown out. He got blown out by my mentor at his own party. I was God like, God damn. damn! You're the host and you got blown out. God. Terribly. You must be doing something wrong, man. Like the host always gets laid. I might get my mentor on here and do a live stream with him. I think awesome. that'd be super valuable because you've seen the conversation I've had with Peter. Oh, yeah. It was so They're good. so in-depth. Like, I, I was looking at that text more than, like, the room. I was like, this is, this is dope shit. Yeah. But even to me, it's very advanced. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not up that level yet. It's funny because I've asked other guys these, these fucking questions, but the, the thing that's really interesting is the fact that, like, it pisses me off. It pisses me off that so many guys just literally teach a bunch of crock. Like they, like all they do is they, they, they constantly leave you with another, like with another upsell. It's everything in game is an upsell. And it's so annoying because you go to some conference and you think you're going to learn some fucking technique that's really going to help you. And then you don't get shit. Yeah. You get nothing. It's like this, this woo woo stuff or be intense. That shit pisses me off because I wasted eight years of my life that I can't get back learning fucking terrible game. And then when I finally did learn good game, the thing that was interesting is I had to go work my ass off to like undo all the damage that bad game had taught me. I had to sit there. I like I used to believe that if I didn't close a girl in like seven hours, I wasn't gonna get laid. I used to believe that like I would be putting the friends on a matter of a month. I know all of those rules literally do not apply anymore. I have it has taken me nine months to game a girl, and I've gotten that girl. Yeah. I've had to work for a girl for almost over twenty hours or twenty four hours to close, and I close by continuing time, yeah. like. I've seen that if I can stay in set for three, four hours, even if I haven't hooked, and I'm specifically able to. Was I actually on point with with the eight years? <laughs> right. Yes, I spent eight years of game fucking wasting wa- wasting and meandering mm-hmm. time. I worked for some of the top companies, and the part that was pissing me off was the shit I was teaching. Like I knew mentally it wasn't working, but it was pissing me off because I didn't know any better. And then finally, when I got a really good mentor. He started pointing me and guiding me in the right direction. Six months, 
I closed, like within six months, I closed six months to a year, I was closing like another 130 new girls. Just by doing the right thing. Can't the friend zone be a thing? Yeah, the friend zone, dude. If you put her in. I'm going to be honest with you. If you're putting her in it, the friend zone's the, the best thing ever. It's the best thing. It's like, oh, you're my new bestie now. Bro, I put yeah. every girl I meet in the yeah. friend zone. Yeah. All of them. They're going to they're gonna be like, subconsciously, they're like, what? what? What's going on here? He's putting me in the friend zone? Dude, what? I love the friend zone. Yeah, yeah. You know how many girls that I've told guys, I'm like, yeah, she's the homie. And they're like, but like, but aren't you, aren't you afraid of not closing? And then like, well, a week later, she's sucking my dick. Yeah. Like, I don't think people get that. Like, you're the guy that doesn't count. Bro, the thing that's interesting about this, I'm like, if I put her in the friend zone, I can always jump out of it. But if she puts me in the friend zone because I'm too aggressive and going direct, I'll never be able to get out of that friend zone. You see what I'm saying? Because the thing I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to create space for about a period of three, three to six months before I can go ahead and start gaming her again as a different me. Because if I put her in the friend zone first... Because I'm the one that specifically put her there. The only thing I have to do is just sit there, accumulate time, find out specific. See, this is why I love like mm-hmm. the friend zone. Because by having the friend zone, I'm able to find out what her personality type is. I'm able to find out the type of guys she's attracted to and the type of guys that she goes for. And then I can just mold my game to be that guy. And then I'll have sex with her. Yep. Because that's going to trigger investment. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have aggressive pre-selection. Dude, pre-selection is literally like a fucking it's a cheat, cheat code. code. It's so like, it's so unfair. You don't even have to do anything. Honestly, the less you do, the better. The more if you just rap to some shitty song, like especially in a nightclub, like I don't. Should I use pre-selection? Yeah. Amog dudes. Yeah, it's just it's just so good, and they stay with you because you're getting so lit. Dude, and when you've got that much pre-selection, like so many, there's no guy that can come and like take your chick. Yeah. Effective when you got that much pre-selection because yeah. all you all you're able to do, like frame control, is more powerful with pre-selection. Qualification is easier with pre-selection. It's easier to build yeah. comfort with pre-selection. Like I knew like specific guys before Jay came in uh, to New York City. Like literally, like I was at a table and I was keeping the girls there because I was the only one that wasn't groping them. They were, and they were. It was kind of funny, but the sad part is I was metagaming them. I was like, yeah, I don't know these guys are fucking creepy, but you can stay near near me, and they did. It's really really funny, and and later on in the night they complimented me. It's like, yo, dude, you have the best game in this table. We want to, we want you around. But little did they know, I was actually dissing the shit out of them. I would totally steal your girl if they would, if if they would, they would, if they would, me into the venue. Uh, you mean if they walked into you? You? Oh, I think. Oh, I think I know what he means. He uh, basically means this. He basically uh, saying he's like, I would totally steal your girl if they. Like let's get they walked if they walked with me into a venue like if he walked my girls into a venue technically I'd steal them he'd be able to steal my girls so here's the only problem uh-huh. I don't th- this is one thing that you don't get because what you're thinking about is you're thinking about that you've got the control of the nightclub here's the problem with that situation right so I've actually seen I've actually so I've actually had someone try that and I actually figured out a way around that so what happened was um, there there was this dude or whatever. I had a bunch of girls that were with me, and he, he effectively tried to keep me out of the keep me out of the nightclub. But what I figured out was, I said, "Hey, um, I had enough investment from the girls; they trusted me, and they liked me." And I said, um, "I was like, you know, what are you doing?" He's like, "Hey, you're not getting this venue." I said, "Are you sure you want to do that?" He said, "Yeah, sure," because he did. He thought the girls. He thought because he works in this club and it's a high status environment that the girls. We're going to go into the, the thing. Here's the thing he does. Here's the thing this idiot didn't realize. I brought the girls. They trust me. 
They mm -hmm. ask for my opinion about where to go. Mm -hmm. All I've got to do is text the girls, be like, hey, this doorman's being an asshole, and this place actually is shit. Apparently, the performer's supposed to come on tonight. He lied. He's not going to be coming on. They totally duped you guys. Let's go. By me sending that text to the, the alpha leader of the group who is invested in me, she's not going to leave me. Here's why guys don't understand that, right? So I want you to think about this. You go talk to a girl. She's, she's, a, she's an amazing friend of yours, right? You've spent the night at her house. You've got her a job. So she kind of owes you a favor, right? You're her best friend. She walks into a venue. You can't get in. You're her best friend. He says, yo, babe, fuck this place. We're going somewhere else. You're telling me that your value is going to be loyalty. You're telling me that your value is going to beat the investment that she has in me and her, as her friend. Your promoter table, your venue, that's not a scarce resource. Actually, that's a resource that, that we can get anywhere. It's actually not that valuable. Here's the reality. Because your table is not directly aligned with the girl's PDE, it does not allow you to beat me. Because I'm her friend, I understand what her primary drive is. I understand what she's trying to do for that night. So I'm going to make my suggestion based specifically off of what she wants and what is she specifically trying to accomplish based on what her values are, what her morals are, and where her morals compass aligns. So your table actually doesn't mean shit. I'm going to take me and my 15 girls and they're scattered out and the fuck out of there. Why? Because I have leverage on you. I know what she values. She's invested in me. You ain't going to fucking beat that. The only way that you can beat that is by specifically appealing to her moral value system and finding a higher value, a higher value that she believes that is higher than the value of intrinsic friendship on a human to human level. This is, that's an, that's a slight advance from a frame control, but I, but you're not going to steal my girl because I understand actually how to use a higher level of frame to fuck your shit up. <laughs> yeah. And any guy could do this once you build a level of trust with the girl, especially what Jay mentioned. See, this is why most guys, they can't blow me out. They're trying to like hit all my friends and I'll just whisper something and the girl walks the fuck off. And he's exactly. like, what the fuck did you do? And he doesn't realize I'm aware of guys like you that are out there that I teach, right? So because I'm so aware, I play 15 to 25 moves ahead of you. You're not going to beat me because simply just you don't have enough, you don't have enough understanding of psychology. You haven't studied this. You guys haven't done this for 15 years. You guys are at kind of at a severe disadvantage. And then because I teach it, it makes it even easier for me to understand it more than you do unless you start to start to cite the studies that I've studied and unless specifically you've done all the training that I've done to learn all of this and practice it. It's going to be very hard for you. The reason I can teach is because I have experience with it. So basically, it's, it's very if, Jay, if Jay's in the venue, just throw him two bones and then he'll be nice with you. And that's, that's, that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> so you have to mold yourself differently to different girls. Yes, that's why your personality types, very much so. Isn't that called hypergamy? No. Your hypergamy is all about sexual market value. You're effectively saying that, like, the idea of, hyper, the idea of hypergamy is basically just status. It's anything that's going to increase a girl's value or her status. Here's the thing, though. Some girls don't value money. Some girls don't value the, the traditional status. They actually hate those things. By you trying to appeal, by you trying to throw a table in her face or a car in her face or car keys, some girls don't value that. Some girls may value a one-to-one -one human connection. Like if I'm a yoga teacher and specifically I'm talking to this girl, and by me talking to this girl, one of the things that I'm able to discuss with this girl is serendipity 
I'm able to discuss the universe aligning, being soulmates, and being soulmates for life. Um, if I'm able to discuss how destiny has brought us together, and it's the once-in-a-lifetime connection, and that this is going to be a whirlwind opportunity, a whirlwind romance that we can have. She if that be girl believes those things yeah. to be true, she's going to value her... A girl will value her one true love. A girl will value her virginity. A girl will value religion over a table. I don't think people get that. They did a psychological study where they looked at that the type of women, the type of the type of that type of authority that people trust, and the and the, the people that women trusted the most, cops, religious figures, and uh, your yoga teacher. That's interesting. Yeah, girls trust people the most. Jay and his tricks up his sleeve. Oh yeah, dude, I have I have to compete pretty heavily. Jay knows his shit, of course. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Ooh, I see. I see. My girl is like. My girl's like this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate that. I love nothing better than when a girl agrees with what I'm saying. Because guys will tell me, "Oh, now you're wrong. You're full of shit." But a woman, this is undeniable. If a woman, if this is why I love having women at the at the the meetings, because a girl will tell me, "I don't fucking agree with that," and I want to go back and forth with her. I want her to tell me, "I don't agree with that. I think that you're fucking full of shit." And then I want to slowly be able to dismantle her belief system step by step and then prove, without a shred of a doubt, that what I am saying is 100% accurate. Yeah. Because if I can do that and get her on my side, it's a wrap at that point. The reason a lot of this shit, I learned this shit, I learned a lot of this shit from girls. I started to see what was working. I started to see how women would respond to, respond to romance novels. Mm -hmm. See, romance novels taught me a lot about games, specifically because of the fact they are the, they are the, the, the second highest selling book outside of the Bible. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I should read more romance novels. Yeah. Danielle Steele. Yeah. Nicholas Sparks. You know, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. The, the, the what is it called? The, the Notebook. You know, like I watch those, and one of the things I start looking at is I'm like, why do girls fall for this shit? And then I'm like, oh my god, it actually it actually reverts back to the Disney Channel fantasy when she was a child. And I said, I'm like, oh my god, I actually understand why this shit works on girls. So what I started realizing, I started to look specifically at romance novels, and I started looking at this different. They always had like a good looking guy, and it was a romantic triangle, and specifically it was he. There was always some type of fight to be able to get the guy. Yeah, Twilight. Right? He but was the aggressive movie that you showed me in nine and a half weeks. Oh, nine and a half oh weeks. My oh my god. god. That is the best Ooh. fucking film on Break game. It. Jesus Christ. Breaking Report is amazing. He is the master of the report break. Yeah. Or spread. Spread is so good. We oh. watched we watched that the first night you that I was in town. I think I watched I, it five times. And I, and I, that's why I wanted you to break down what he was doing. That you could see those iterations of what he was doing. Because even um the, what's the film with Ryan Gosling? Oh, uh, Actually, his thing on comfort is really accurate. Mm -hmm. That's real. The thing of the thing on comfort is he's that's one hundred percent correct. Mm -hmm. Like that is if you watch the film, I actually broke it down. I was like, the dude who wrote this actually had game. He wasn't one. He was like he had a slight amount of game because that that was some community shit. Because he's straight up, like the buying the girl drink and forcing it. That actually is kind of weird. But like everything else, let her talk about herself, ask about things she's interested in. I'm like, no, that's that's pretty fucking solid. There you go. And that style of game is in movies. I mean, that should tell yeah. you something. Yeah, that should tell you That's something. That's the power right of there. building rapport. Spread is so amazing. I saw it. It really is, man. It's fucking sick. Yeah. But so to get back to the idea of like, so women, ever since they were little, they have been looking for Prince Charming, right? You remember Prince Eric from Ariel? 
right? The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Let's look at Aladdin. Prince Ali. Prince Ali Ababa. <laughs> okay. Let was what's the uh, Sleeping Beauty. Snow White. Someday my prince will come. Okay. Yep. Let's look at what's 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 another film? What's another, what's another, what's another Disney film? Peter uh, Pan. Peter Pan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what was another Disney film? I want you to think of every Disney film that we grew up on. Those those films painted the picture of love that we still expect to this day. It's crazy. Yeah. Right? So women women don't realize it, but they have been pre-programmed to look for Mr. Right since they were a child. And unfortunately, the reason that most guys will never have a happy relationship is because of the fact that the girl... See, that's hope. Okay. So, sorry. Um... So girls have been programmed since they were little to look for Prince Charming. And because they have been pre-programmed to look for Prince Charming, the reason that most men cannot keep a woman satisfied mm -hmm. is because she is looking for Mr. Right. Mr. Right, when girls say, oh, what's Mr. Right? It's Prince Charming. Yeah. They're looking for the guy to slay the dragon. They're yeah. looking for the guy who's specific. They're looking for this. Meet him. He's handsome. Have a once-in-a-lifetime connection. Yeah. That it's like dirty. It's like destiny brought us together. And fate. Yeah. By destiny and fate bringing us together. So then someone comes and something tears us apart. And the, the, the thing that tears us apart actually is a solidification of our love. Because we're able to come back together in spite of all the turmoil. We're able to come overcome all the fucking odds to get back together. The plot of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Romeo and, you know, do you know, do you know Aladdin is just Romeo and Juliet in Saudi, basically like, in, 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 like Saudi Arabia. No, think about it. Yeah. I want to think about it. what was the plot of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet? What was the plot? I can't different remember. different classes. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was like what was it? Romeo the the, the uh, he was a denunzio or something, and yeah, she yeah. was uh, the the Capulet uh, Juliet Capulet. Yeah. She was a like they, the two families hated each other, and Romeo was poor. She was wealthy. The classes didn't mix. He could not marry outside of his class. Because mm -hmm. in back in the day, to marry outside of your class was a shame. Because yeah. you got to remember, a woman back then did not inherit the dowry or did not, mm -hmm. did not inherit the wealth of the family. The boys did as the namesake. Women had no rights. Mm -hmm. This was before the, the 1820s, before you know, the, the women's, women's civil rights. Women didn't have rights. They, women, women literally were seen as property that could yeah. have been sold or auctioned off. Women had no rights besides to bear children to have sex. That was the only rights they had. Right? The women's suffrage movement, Susan B. Anthony, the reason she has a fucking coin, she was a woman for women's suffrage. She was the first female, act, first feminist ever in history. You know, the, the 13 colonies, you know, she was the one to actually to sow that. The, thir yeah. the 13 colonies, the first flag, the first for, the, flag. for the United States. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were the third, remember, because we, we didn't have 35 states. No. We just had 13 colonies. 13 colonies, yeah. Right? Before the, 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 the North and South split, yeah, mm -hmm. it was 13 colonies. Yeah. So it was, it was uh, the, the, the red was for the blood of the patriots that spilt their blood to make America a nation. Mm -hmm. 13 were for the 13 colonies that founded the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, so you guys should study history a little bit more. Yeah. It fucking helps you. So women didn't have any rights. She was a Capulet. He was, he, uh, no, it was a Montague. That's what, he was a Montague. She was a Capulet. Yeah. And he, he couldn't marry outside of his class. He did not have the money to be able to financially support her. She would have been penniless and poor if she'd married him. But she loved him. And because of the fact 
that that she loved him and the love was strong, what ended up happening is the more that the families pulled them apart, the more that it actually drove them together. Yeah. That is, if you think about that, right? Uncommon connection. It's like serendipitous. You understand me more than I understand myself. Qualification, comfort. You point out that it's destiny, it's the fate, it's the stars that brought you guys together. Other people are trying to tear you guys apart. As other people are trying to tear you fucking apart, you guys want to come together more. Right? You guys want to come together more? Now, you guys run away together. You run to some faraway land. That's interesting. It sounds it, like it, it sounds like a lot like a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you break it down, it's kind of like in a in a nightclub setting. It's like some some other guys trying to steal your girl, and it's like you're going through this drama, and the girl is like digging the, the shit out of it. Because it's the emotional fucking roller coaster. Roller coaster. If you play with those emotional roller coasters, and you're, you're taking on this adventure. Yeah. It's it's high. The really really high. Very very low. Really really high. Very very, very low. low. So here's what's interesting though. By so if you remember. They, they, they run away. The family is trying to take them apart. So they go to try to consummate their love. As they go to consummate their love, they consummate their love, and what do they do? They drink poison and decide to die together. Since, since, nobody, since nobody wants to be together, we'll be together in the afterlife, so we will die together. Yeah. Drink the poison. Does that not sound like Aladdin? Yeah, it does, actually. The happily ever the happily ever after. Yeah. The, see, women don't realize it, but like those movies have been teaching about Prince Charming all of their life. As a guy, if you cannot find out her psychological blueprint specifically to keep her happy, your girlfriend's going to cheat on you. If you want to make your relationship cheat proof, you better find out the fantasy in her head and know how to be able to play to that. See, yeah. this is what real game is. Real game is being able to play with her oxytocin triggers by playing to be Prince Charming. Yeah. If I can make the girl believe, if I can make, if I can make the girl believe I'm Prince Charming, and I can make her believe I'm her soulmate, but here's the problem: there's no guy that's beating me. None. I'll still. There, there's no. There's no way you to. You know. You know her more than any other guy. I don't think people get this though. Yeah. Like this is the thing people don't understand. It's so powerful that you can't even wrap your brain around. If I can have sex with a woman in her mind first, see, see, you know, Casanova had the best saying. Casanova, one of the things that Casanova specifically said, he said that um, women have a weakness for words. And if you can use language to seduce her in her mind, you will always be able to get her. And the one the other thing he said, he said that the hardest woman to seduce is a woman who's content. Oh, Contentment yeah. is the hardest woman to seduce. Mm -hmm. But if a woman is not content and there's a problem in the relationship, I can now be the solution to that problem. Think about it. If a girl is unhappy in her relationship, I'll point out another movie. Uh, let's try to think of a film where the woman's unhappy in a relationship. Where she's unhappy with the guy she's with. Let's think about, uh, let's, what's a film that, that this is illustrated on? She's unhappy. She's unhappy in a relationship. And she meets a guy who's better than the relationship she's currently in. Because I want to prove, prove a point about that, that, are, that most relationships aren't cheat-proof. The thing that she proofs she, she proofs a relationship is by effectively the Prince Charming effect. Hmm. Honestly, I can't think of the top of my head. Let me think. Uh, let me think of a film. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let's see. Maybe let me be like a woman and she was engaged to be married. I mean, Aladdin was a film. She was supposed to be engaged to be married. Yeah. And yeah. she ran away with Aladdin because of the fact. That what? She felt yeah. like she knew him. Mm -hmm. 
See, you know what's funny? See, if you look at Aladdin, what's really interesting about Aladdin, this is why I love, this is why I love Aladdin, right? Do you remember when he met her? He met her, and what did he do? He talked about what did she want, her dreams, where did she want to go, right? That's deep qualification. That was deep qualification. When he came back as Prince Ali, do you remember how he started playing with the commonalities? I don't remember. If you don't remember, you don't remember, you don't remember the fact that he's like, do you trust me? Oh, and she says the yes. powerful line, and he says, "Yes, do you trust me?" She's like, "Yes," and like, and she came back swooning, bro. Everything that he fucking did, he just used the commonalities of when he met her before, and then she felt like, "How does he? How does he know me?" So then she started trying to figure out, "Did they already meet?" And then here's interesting: he he pretended he pretend he pretended to be a prince, even though he really was poor, mm -hmm. to be able to get in, to be able to date her. And what was interesting, he used the commonalities of when they first met to therefore make her feel comfortable and to fake deep levels of rapport, mm -hmm. which caused him to get her because she started to fall in love. See, real game is being able to trigger a woman's oxytocin response to cause addiction, an addiction pattern response to you. That is real game. So, like, I want you to imagine there's a girl, she's in a relationship, she's unhappy. She's unhappy in a relationship. She's feel like she's missing something out of life because the boyfriend doesn't know her personality type. So, you know, she meets some guy. The guy, the guy sits there. He has a conversation with her. He puts her in the friend zone. Yeah. He doesn't try to hook up. He puts her in the friend zone. He says, you know, so like, what does your ideal relationship look like? This is what it looks like. Okay, well, do you have that now? Oh, well, no, I don't. I mean, well, okay, you have, you're saying you're in a relationship now. What's not perfect with it? Oh, well, this is some of the things I wish I could change. Have you tried to have the conversation? Oh, well, I have, but, the, you know, just doesn't really care. He's not really listening. Okay, cool. So... You know, I mean, if you were to find somebody that goes like that, you know, what would you what would you do to hold on to that relationship if they satisfied you on every single level? If you were able to meet that person that was a once in a lifetime connection that would satisfy you on every single level, emotionally, mm -hmm. physically, spiritually, you felt like someone really just got you. You've never had an experience where you've been able to connect with somebody so well mm. that they knew you better than you knew yourself. And it was that once in a lifetime type of connection where you felt like, you know, if you guys met again in another life and things were better and things were different, you guys would be together. Then that's not the yeah. plot line of a movie. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It, See, that's gonna have oh a real. God. That's what's real. That's some really fucked up shit. Yeah. Because now, if she starts agreeing with that, and she agrees with that, yeah, she would be satisfied that if, if at some point she's able to find the guy that they was able to, to please her on every level, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. She'll never cheat on you ever. If be like, so you're telling me you know you haven't you're telling me that, that you haven't found Mr. Right yet? And then she goes, No, 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 I'm happy in my relationship. I'm happy in my relationship. Yeah, I totally understand. You're you said you're happy in a relationship. But I have to ask you, is it is it exactly one hundred percent perfect? No, it's not. I like you'd be like, she might say, Well, yeah, no relationship is perfect. Yeah, I totally understand that. Relationships have that literally their ups and downs. Not any relationship is perfect. But I have to ask you, what's the reason you're not getting what you want? Or is it that you're not communicating? Is it the fact that he's not really listening? Or is it the fact you just haven't found somebody else that actually meets all those criteria of exactly the thing that you want? Yeah. You're telling me that if you met a guy that it was exactly what you want, you're telling me that you wouldn't rush to, you wouldn't rush for that relationship yeah. because that's your one true love? I think the biggest problem is when guys get in relationships, and this has happened to me as well, they get super comfortable. And they, they forget, stop gaming the girl. They forget she's still a woman. You still have to game her, except if she's your wife, you have to game her for life. Yeah. Yeah. You start getting comfortable when you stop gaming. You start gaming, stop gaming the woman you're with. Trust and believe. I'm going to tell you this. Comfort is tyranny. Uh, and this is the thing I tell guys. 
You know how many girls I've hooked up with that have had boyfriends or husbands and they never told me? And it was because of the fact I was able to build really deep commonalities with them. I was was able to connect with them on a psychological level. Yeah. It's like I was in a medical convention and I brought like 20 20 women to a nightclub. And they all had husbands and stuff. And guess what? They all hooked up with these random guys. This is why I tell guys... A relationship, a, a relationship, like marriage, a relationship, bro, you being a, you being a boyfriend, you being a husband is a title until she's unhappy. Yeah. You still have to game her. You still have to game. Yeah. I see so many guys fuck this up. I know so many guys that have lost their girlfriend because of the fact that they, they, they stopped paying attention to the things that she specifically needed. And then what's interesting is I was like, I remember my boy was dating this girl. Yeah. And what was funny, we were sitting in Vegas. Mm-hmm. He's dating this girl. And I start talking to her. And and I'm trying to to, to not make too much eye contact because I can tell she's she's connected with me very deeply. Yeah. I said, no, I need to, I need to ask you. Um, you know, you mentioned a specific thing. I have to ask you, like, what's your what's your relationship like with your father? And then she goes, she goes like still very vulnerable. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm like, it's it's actually one hundred percent okay. I'm like, you can you can be vulnerable, you can be vulnerable here, it's it's one hundred percent fine. I, you know, I don't judge any part of this. I totally understand that it's probably going to be super uncomfortable for you. You probably got some relief. You probably had to went through some type of trauma. And I don't know if that's the first time you're talking about this. But, you know, whatever you want to tell me, that's completely fine with me. I'm, you know, it's, I'm okay with that. And she starts to tell me about how her dad was a, was a, was a drug addict um, as well as an alcoholic. So she grew up in a perpetually insecure household where the father actually abandoned the family. Oh, damn. That's some, that's some fucked up shit. I said, I have to ask you, you know, just because, you know, you went through, you know, I can, I can only imagine what that feels like to be sitting there abandoned, to, to wonder as a child what you did wrong to cause daddy to leave, you know, and because he never really came back and he was always, he was always a functioning drug addict, I have to ask you, you know, like, how has that affected you? How has that affected you psychologically? And she's like, no, it's like, I'm okay with it. I'm like, so it hasn't affected relationships in any way. And she's like, not really. I don't think I'm like, well, you mentioned that your ex-boyfriend was abusive. I'm like, so why did you stay with him for so long? She goes, I felt safe with him. That's oh very God. telling. Oh she felt safe with him. She stuck with that terrible relationship because she felt safe. Why do you think she felt safe? Oh, her dad was a drug addict. She was in a perpetually insecure state. She never was made to feel safe. The boyfriend, even though he's abusive, she puts up with the abuse because she feels safe. He is a representation of daddy. God damn. Like, even like me, there was like one night, like you could run like really good game, but then there's like that other 20% where you're not at that level yet and you're not able to pick up certain cues and women won't directly tell you right away. And that's when I was like... Wait, wait, I love that. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) And, and, and And I'm like... God damn, and until, like, and I was in a fit of rage afterwards, the state crash, like you mentioned, that was me, <laughs> it was so funny, and then now when I look back, I'm like, oh, that's my monkey brain, like, getting pissed that my ego went down, yeah, but really, I just don't ego, have enough, ego was abused, yeah, and it's like, now that I look back, that's good that my ego is getting down, because I'm getting more knowledge that way, I'm getting better, because game is unemotional, it's, cerebral. it's a skill, game does not care about how you feel, exactly. It's just neutral. It's like, it's like nature. Nature doesn't give a fuck 
what happens to you. Nature is just nature. It just is, okay? This is why I tell people, I'm like, if you can take the emotions out of game, but you you understand the skill set, you will always be able to get your results. And this is what was interesting. Guys think, guys have this belief that like, like you know, you always hear guys say, it, you know, can you really get any girl? And it's like, well, actually you can. It yeah. just requires time. To be able to effectively spend the time to get the girl, yeah. it requires time. Most time guys most guys aren't going to spend nine months on one girl. You know, one of the guys that's tuned in here, I've told him the story before. You know, one of my longest sets was like literally nine and a half hours for me to close. Oh, no. Here's that again. Shit test. Oh, no. Stop. Oh, this is funny. Stop. If she oh. friend zones you and is shit testing you, should she you friend zone her back? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, really interesting. Okay, I'll get into the idea of shit test. So, so should I? Should I? Should I? Should I? Should I go into this about shit test? I think you should. Shit test don't exist. You should maybe, because he's asking. You know. Okay. So, shit test, right? Shit test. They 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 exist. Here's what's interesting. Shit tests do not exist. Shit tests do not exist. So, in any given interaction, there is two people that have perceptions of an interaction. There's your perception of an interaction. There's her perception of an interaction. And what you need is you need your perception to match with hers. So, let's think about the frame. She's friend zoning you. If a girl is friend zoning you, what is the fr underlying frame in her mind? You were hitting on me. You're being too direct. You were being too direct. I don't like you like that yet. You were a friend. Yeah. The frame is what you were doing is being perceived as you were hitting on her. That is her perception of the given situation. That's what she friends on you. Your perception of the situation, it's a fucking shit test. So... Her perception is, you're fucking hitting on me. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't know you like that. You put you in the friend zone. You say it's a shit test. So how does how does she respond? She responds by putting you in the friend zone to your actions. Your actions have caused her to put credibility into the frame of how she sees the world. It's your fault. You actually did this. You caused this problem for yourself. So she thinks you're a friend. She puts you in the friend zone. You think it's a shit test, so then you say something like, um, yo, you're telling me you never fucked your friends? <laughs> or you're telling me, you're telling me, so what is it you like, what is it you, what is it you, what is what you like about guys you're friends with? You go, you run some new, some new frame control shit. The yeah. problem is, you're still buying into her belief system. You actually still, you're actually are providing more solidarity mm -hmm. and justifications that the way she sees the world is true. Or honestly, the best thing to get over this is just have more girls. No, actually, yeah, no, yeah, you, can yeah. handle, you can handle this. Yeah. So the girl, so it's not a shit test. Uh -huh. See, a shit test, uh, see, a, a, the, the word, the word where shit test originally is derived from is effectively, the, the, the psychological study was, was specifically based into dominance they were looking into. And whenever a guy ran, went direct with a girl, basically what they consider running alpha game. He effectively was assuming attraction to the girl. He was assuming that his sexual aggressive advances, she would like it. And because of that, she his, ag his aggressive um, domineering gesture, she didn't like it. So what she did was she said, oh, you know, I see you as a friend. She put the immediate kibosh on what he was doing because of the fact he was just too aggressive. She did not like it. Women only give... 
those types of shit tests to guys that are dicks. He is being socially unintelligent. He is being uncalibrated, and he is making her feel uncomfortable. So then she does something mean to him, and it's not to test him. It's actually she wants to get you away from her. Now, from that perspective of a shit test, that comes from you breaking too much rapport when the real thing you should have done is come in under the radar and build it up. Now, this girl friend zones you. Should you friend zone her back? Here's the thing with that. You can't friend zone a girl, a girl back who's already friend zoned you first. The thing that you would have done is you would effectively friend zone her first instead of allowing her to be able to set the pace of the interaction. Now, when I mean set the pace of the interaction, I don't mean that you force your perception on her. What I specifically mean is, is that from the very beginning of the interaction, you start setting up frames and seeing how she believes and perceives about that frame. If she doesn't agree with it, that's totally fine. If she does agree with it, then now you can use that frame to create resonance between you and the girl to where now you guys see the world the same way as you. So if I ask a girl, I'm like, hey, um, you know, I'm just curious, like, what's your favorite position? And the girl, she goes, hey, you know, no, no. She's like, I, I, she goes, I don't have sex without a strong bond. Like, I don't have sex with someone the first time I meet them. What does that mean? Is that a shit test? Or is that she thinks I'm trying to have sex with her? The yeah. question that I asked made her assume that mm -hmm. I'm trying to have sex. Be like, hey, I totally understand that. You know, who the fuck wants to have sex with someone that you don't fucking know? You know, if there's not a bond, I don't want to have sex with that person. And one night stand sucks. It's always super awkward and very bumpy. Yeah. But if you have the connection with that person... If you guys genuinely have like a really good friendship and you both like each other, right? And sex is gonna happen anyways. I'm just curious, so like, what's your position? Yeah. See, I how did I handle the shit test by extending the information about what I was saying? So that's called frame extension. I extended my previous frame and added more information to it to extend the frame in order for the resonance to occur. Okay. Yeah. Very powerful. Very very powerful. Right, because because what frame control is really effective for is for keeping rapport and for handling objections. Mm -hmm. Right, so a lot of times when you guys think it's a shit test, it's not a shit test. You guys have two frames that aren't aligning. You see the world differently than she does. If you can call create the resonance, you guys will see the world exactly the same way, and sex will occur. There was this girl. Um, I happened to pull back. One, this was a, this was a, about a few years ago in San Diego. Really pretty girl, and. Um, the, her objection was, you're a player. I'm not going to have sex with you. Mm -hmm. Right? Here's the reality. I can't, I can't use frame bridging. I can't use the logistics of the situation to create resonance. I can't amplify my frame around it. Right? Because the, the, the information about me is true. Yeah. Right? I'm a, I'm a player. Yeah. I don't want to have sex with you because you were a player. So the only way I'm going to have sex with her is to not be a player. Right? Yeah, exactly. Which means what? Get into a relationship? Something I have to get into some form, some form of a fucking relationship mm -hmm. to be able to what? Create the resonance. Yeah. Right? Because at this moment, our frames don't align. And there's a real fucking reason as to why we can't have sex. Yeah. So I say, hey, you know what? I told you're right. You were 100% right. Like, it does seem like I'm a player. You're right. I've got a lot of pre-selection. You're right. A lot of girls do like me. And a lot of girls see the lifestyle the same way that you did, just like you. And because of that, I never am able to find a girl who sees past that. I never can find the girl to oh. be able to see past Ooh. all of the pre-selection, all of the lifestyle, 
That all of so the superficial good. greatness. So I wish good. I could meet a girl who'd be able to see me as I am. Good Lord. Like, I have to ask, you know, as a woman, like, did, is it right to judge people without before getting to know them? Like, from as a human, as two human beings, right? Is it right to judge people without getting to know them? No, right? Yeah, no. It's wrong to judge people without getting to know exactly. them, right? So, like, if I judge you based on the color of your skin without getting to know you, that would make me a bigot, right? Pretty much. Okay, if I judge, if I judge the fact that you had sex with somebody without getting to know you and calling you a slut, that's just what I'm, I'm being misogynistic, right? Exactly. Okay? If I effectively, um, if I judge you for, for your sexual preferences, right, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being homophobic, right? So by judging someone's, some, someone from the outside based on what you have seen, yes, I'm pre-selected. Yes, girls do like me. Yes, they do want to have sex with me. Yes, it looks like I'm a player. And I wish I'd be able to meet a girl who'd be able to see past it. If I could find a girl at some point in the future where she'd be able to look past the greatness, she'd look past all the pre-selection, she would look past everything that she's seeing and would get to know the real me that's underneath all of this. That girl, at some point, that's like you, that could see past it and they'd be willing to, 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 to take a risk and to look past that, that would be a girl that would be able to get me. That would be a girl that would have a chance with me. That would be the girl that would be able to finally... Oh, shit. The phone fucking died. Yeah. Damn, that was a good live stream, though. Wow. Very good. I think it's because, like, we were able to, like, make it entertaining for them. Good. I thought... I, I was a little bit worried about being on camera, but it turns out I was like, oh, okay. What I always find so interesting about said like talking about game at that level, I don't why these niggas don't understand this shit. Rejects, bad hoes be like. God damn. Can't keep my hands. Investment game doesn't work. Nice playlist here. Dude, oh my god, I love him. I probably the only honest to care to me. Aha, yeah. Are you a nurse? He changed the conversation. <laughs> Why did he change the conversation? He changed the conversational thread. He should have kept talking about music. Nice playlist. You have a taste in good music. I would have just focused on music the whole time, dude. Yeah. Because that's she opened you based off of that, dude. That's probably the best thing. No, I actually have. 
No, I'm actually a behavioral technician. I work for one-on-one -on -one with children who have autism. That's amazing. We would look like you look at the kids as you get into that. But you know what's funny? You didn't build a commonality. She's just generally attracted to him. Yeah. Probably well, I've always status. loved working with kids. My mom had a home and daycare, so I've been working around children forever. I got into Dude, she gave a lot of investment. Well, I've yeah. always loved working with kids. My mom had a home daycare, so I've been working with around children forever. I got into this field through one of my friends who worked at a disabled and behavioral school, so that's when I transferred to her job and just discovered a whole new passion. And so it's interesting. And discovered a whole new passion. Incredible. I just did a pediatric rotation and work with children who have autism. It's really the work that you guys do that makes it better in the long run. Bro, he's, not, he's talking about himself. It's not a good thing. I would have talked about this. I'd have been like, like, wow, that's amazing the fact you work with kids and that your mom actually is the one that inspired you. I'd imagine, you know, you used to come home every single day and you would see a lot of the work she was doing in it. It's one of those things that you, you found a whole, because you found the whole discovery of seeing what your mom was doing, it literally allowed you to want to continue doing this for life. I really respect it. I think it's very admirable. Let's go to the next one. Well, your job is incredible too. You... Oh, more people than I do. I think you're pretty amazing. Ha, huh? thanks. I'm just in it to help you. See, they, I would have never mentioned at all what I do for career. I just would have talked about the field. What are your plans after being a tech? Bro, you, what the fuck? He's just moving. Oh, definitely. I always want to better myself in the process of becoming a certified personal trainer. I want to open up my own fitness studio and dedicate a day a week training. Which is impressive. I love your hidden gym too. Wish it would work. Oh, God. I mean, like, this girl legit, you know, it's funny because she gave the number. She uh, gave the number, though, which is funny. Saying, but she's not, investment game doesn't work. I'm like, I mean, uh, he was basically, the thing is, she's not super attractive. Oh, uh, he's in Boston. The girls are not that hot. Bro, I'm cracking up. I'm like, investment game doesn't work. I'm like, nigga, that shit works amazingly well to me. Routine. Well, yeah, he was here in uh, New York City. I actually saw him. See, he's like, we don't want randos. See, all these guys want to keep shit private. And the thing that they don't realize, the more guys that are here, the more wings the guys have. Stop trying to be so fucking selfish with the group. Like, I'm the admin of this group, effectively, for lack of a better term. I want the group to be amazing. I'm not going to just close it off just to fucking keep the, just to the local community that we have here. I'm not going to trust that you guys are going. Hey, guys, what's up? I hope you guys are enjoying the content from the podcast. Um, the amazing part about this is, is that Anchor actually allows for you guys to go ahead and so donate and support the podcast. So you can join everyone else that already has been supporting the episodes. And it really just goes towards helping me to be able to produce more content. So if you guys are enjoying this, go ahead and, and make a donation. I really appreciate that. And enjoy the rest of the episodes.